To be able to equip our children to have discernment and wisdom, to know right versus wrong, we first must equip ourselves as parents and caretakers. Today I'm going to talk to Julie Lowe about how we can equip ourselves to be able to talk about the hard topics with our children and therefore equip them for this dangerous world that we're living in today. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Welcome back, Raising Christian Kids family. We are so happy you're here. I have a special lady that I'm going to introduce you to. Julie Lowe has a master's in counseling, and she's a faculty member at CCEF and a licensed professional counselor with over 20 years of counseling experience. Julie is also a registered play therapist and has developed a play therapy office at CCEF to better serve families, teens, and children. Julie is the author of Childproof, Building Bridges and Safeguards, as well as the mini books, Helping Your Anxious Child and Teens and Suicide. Julie and her husband, Greg, have five children and serve as foster and adoptive parents. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. Well, before we start, can you tell us what CCEF is? Yes, it stands for the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. It is an organization that seeks to bring counseling back into the church and equip people. So we we teach master's level counseling courses. We speak, we write, we put on conferences. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, tell us about your new book. I really am so excited that you're coming to Raising Christian Kids to share this wisdom with our parents. Tell us about Safeguards. Why did you write it? Yeah, I really felt there was a a gap in equipping parents to know how to talk to their kids about hard topics and to equip their kids. So in counseling, I work with a lot of churches consulting and counseling families who have experienced abuse or hard situations. And one of the things I'm often asked in ministries is how can you, how can we be more preventative? What can we do? And the thing I've kept going back to over and over again is we need to equip parents. It all starts in the home. And if parents aren't talking to their young people earlier and sooner about anything from bullying to sexting to pornography to abuse, then we're doing a disservice. And so my goal was really to say we need a resource that helps parents and families know how to equip their children and go out into the world and be wise. We're living in an ever-increasing evil world. It's so dangerous out there. So I I believe your resource really is a beneficial tool in the hands of parents. In your second chapter, I love the title of that chapter, Worry and Denial Are Not Safety Skills. So parents worry about their kids, but you point out that worrying does not increase safety. So why are worrying and denial equally dangerous? Yeah, I think it goes back to something I say earlier in the book, and that is the foundation for any safety skill really is knowing good from evil. It's a a biblical worldview that says there is right from wrong, there is good from evil, and God calls us actually to be discerning wise people. And you can't be discerning and wise if you're not grounding your kids in right and wrong and good and evil. So 
that said, worry and denial are problematic because worry says, I have to think everything's evil. I have to be afraid of everything. It does not make us discerning. It doesn't teach us to evaluate behavior. And likewise, denial does the same thing. Denial says, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I'll pretend it's not out there. And I'll hope it never touches the lives of our children and our home. And neither of those teaches wisdom. Neither teaches discernment. So we're actually crippling our children in the same ways we're hoping to protect them from from the dangers out there. We're crippling them by either living in denial or in worry. Can you give us an example maybe of a parent who is always worried or always in denial and what happens and how you've helped them, please? Yeah, well, yeah, it's typical. Your mothers get blamed for this most, right? We're worry warts. We worry about everything from wearing seat belts to helmets to stranger danger to all these things that we're afraid will touch our kids' lives. And what tends to happen is children, two things will happen. One is I'll raise children that worry. My children will inadvertently learn to pick up on anxiety and to see everything as a potential danger. And so they will, their worlds become smaller. They're afraid they don't go out and pursue things. Some kids instinctively, temperamentally could struggle with this. And then a parent who allows that or teaches that now is instilling really strong patterns in their child's life. So that will happen or the opposite happens. Our children will grow up and they'll think that we have nothing important to say. They'll dismiss us completely because they think all we do is worry. So our children learn that we're inadequate to help them or that we over-exaggerate and they dismiss us. Neither of those then help our kids to grow. Denial is the same thing. Denial either, it doesn't equip our children for one. It doesn't teach them what to do should they ever be in an uncomfortable or potentially dangerous situation. And they learn that their parents are unable, inconsequential in helping them and training them. And so they'll look for answers anywhere but from us. Oh, that's a sad situation when that happens. And I think instead of worry, let's just have discernment. Let's gently tell our children, the reason we put a seatbelt on you is to keep you safe. And do it as matter-as-factly as we can and as truthfully mm-hmm. as we can. Basically, tell them, like you said, between right and wrong. Worry is a tool of the devil. Yeah, I mean, we see all over Scripture that God calls us not to worry, that it doesn't add a single hour. It takes a, away a lot, and I'd even argue it paralyzes us and cripples us from being productive. Where discernment, Hebrews 5.14 is a key passage, I think, for us as parents to say, that the powers of discernment, that we become mature because we have powers of discernment that come from constant practice to distinguish right from wrong. And that, to me, just kind of sums up the whole reason we have the book is to say, my job is to teach my kids to discern right from wrong, to constantly help them practice in everyday situations from friends discerning friends who are good or bad from discerning situations to bullying to drugs to alcohol whatever it might be i need to do constantly be role playing and practicing with them and then i am giving them discernment i'm instilling and equipping wisdom and discernment in my child by doing so and denial again as you said is is another tool of the devil if we deny that there's a right way to do things, or we just say, oh, my child will grow out of that, whatever it might be, that that's just not the way to go either. But you also talk about that it's important to teach our children to evaluate behavior instead of evaluating character. Could you talk about that as well? Yeah, that is a key mistake I think we all make, and adults do this all the time. We think we're able to evaluate if a person is a good person or not. 
which is why stranger danger is a myth. I always say to my kids, strangers aren't dangerous. Dangerous people are dangerous. And dangerous people can be people you know or people you don't know. So how do you figure that out? Well, you can't know by looking at them. You learn to evaluate behavior, what they say, what they do, what they're asking you to say and do. And that will be that will be the red flags to help you understand if somebody's character is good or bad. I also like that you talk about the language of consent. We don't hear this often. Parents talk about it or other people talk about it, but it's so important. Why is teaching the language of consent important? And what is the best way to teach this? Can you share some examples as well? Sure. So consent is, is a new language that you're hearing out there in safety skills. And a simple way of putting that is just giving our kids the ability to say no. And what's really interesting is we teach that with, with peers, but we don't often teach that with adults. And so the principle of consent really is to say, if somebody tells you the right thing to do, you should always want to do it. It doesn't matter if it's an adult, a teacher, a coach, a sibling, the family dog, I'll joke with my kids. If it's the right thing to do, you should always want to do it. Likewise, if it's the wrong thing to do, you never should listen and we will support you. Why is this so important? Because as a parent, I spend the majority of my life teaching my children to obey and do what is right. I'm not often in need of teaching them to defy authority, but there are times where it is good and right to defy authority. And, you know, so the world uses language of consent. And I'm saying again, wisdom, knowing good from evil says, I always say no to what's wrong, to what's morally ambiguous, to what's unwise, to what's immature. You know, you can use any adjective there to fill in learning to say no, and you can say no to authority as well if it is not good and right, and we will support you. And that is so important to add to your child because if you are teaching your children to obey, they need to know there are good and right ways to defy authority as well. I think that's so important. We always teach our children to be respectful to elders and respect authority, but we forget that we probably should also add that it's important to say no to an authority or to an elder, you know, that you're not going to consent, agree with what they're asking you to do. And it, that's okay that you have mom and dad's approval to say no. I, I think right. it's great for them to use for bullies too, or for some, or peer pressure for teens. You have a teen telling them, hey, let's go ahead and let's do this. And if you practice role play with your teens or your children's situations and scenarios, so they'll be prepared ahead of time to say no. I think that's a wise, wise thing to do as well. Well, I love this book. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Any other safeguards or anything you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, you just hit a key point of the book, and that is that we start early. And it starts with simple things like saying no to somebody who tells you to hit them or to steal a cookie, or it's little things with young people that I'm equipping them with the ability to say no in, in things that are wrong and teaching them to obey when it is right. I'm teaching them to discern, to say, is what your brother asked you to do good or bad? Is what the babysitter asked you to do good or bad? I'm using life circumstances all around so that when they get to be in elementary school and there's bullying going on or there's misbehavior going on, then they get to middle school and they're starting experiencing vaping and drugs and alcohol or sexting and pornography. I'm equipping children as young as possible. So as they get older, we're just adding new role plays, but the principles never change. And we're raising discerning kids into discerning adults. 
And it's never too late. If you as a parent haven't done this with your children, it's never too late to start those conversations. I highly agree with that statement. It's never too late and it's never too early. Not to have the conversation could bring dire consequences. Safeguards by Julie Lowe is a great book. I encourage our listeners to get a copy and read it and and apply some of her wisdom to your family's, your plan. You know, if you're doing a mission statement, go ahead and write some of these things in the mission statement and repeat it daily so your kids remember it, so the family practices it. Thank you, Julie, for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.